Many of the terms, comments, and stories you're about to hear may not be suitable for some. Listener discretion advised. All right now, boys and girls, we want to introduce... Please allow me to adjust my pants. Woo, woo, woo. Listen to me. Run as fast as you can. I'm gonna give you what you need. Get ready for BAM Radio. Let me do it one more time. It's Radio BAM, fucking idiot. What the hell am I talking about? It's Radio BAM. And now, and now here's BAM. Here's BAM. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, I am in Los Angeles with Ryan Dunn, and we just officially drove around the world in eight days. Let me repeat that. We drove around the world in eight days in a Lamborghini. And, and apparently I didn't realize I was sitting on my nuts the whole time because um, they are horrible right now. I took a shower. I had to dab them to clean them off. Dude. They're inflamed. My body hurts so bad. Like, usually your body would hurt if you were, like, skateboarding and jumping down ten stairs for an hour. No. My body hurts so bad because I sat there for eight days. <laughs> no, your body hurts because it's fighting back at you for smelling so bad. <laughs> it's pissed right now. Yeah. My body hurts for actually absorbing your smell via the interior of that small car. I rocked the same clothes for eight days and, like... My legs just have are like covered in zits because I keep putting the same sweaty jeans back on. But that's still no excuse. I didn't even take my clothes off and circle the earth, and I still didn't produce the smell that came off of your body. I mean, at one point, we were in the most horrible smelling place on earth, and I had the window down and enjoying that more than I was enjoying Bam. His breath actually smelled like something that could kill a civilization. Like I, I was, My diet I, was... It was either whiskey or uh, cigars. I, 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 it's like all I had. Yeah, it, it was it was the worst, most putrid thing in the world. I actually stopped on the side of the road, picked up a little bit of donkey shit, and actually inserted it into my nose. For a good two miles, I was happy until that fell out. Like, the thing is, we're traveling in a Lamborghini across the world, so you can't bring a bag. Like, have you ever looked at the trunk of a Lamborghini? Well, for one, ours didn't open because... It was broken for some reason, so we couldn't even use the trunk. So it was all we had was the middle console, which could probably fit my watch and a cell phone. Well, it had to fit. I couldn't physically get into the car without taking my watch off. <laughs> so I didn't know what time it was because that actually couldn't even fit in. It was I like yeah. I was just annoyed at the fact that I had to have a video camera by my feet and I could fit my cigars on the little side and then the CD case and by, by that point I was just so fed up I realized that, that when the interior of a car can remind you of how big your head is continuously throughout the day it's a tiny fucking car <laughs> I'm like oh my god my head is huge you right. know like because I couldn't get around I mean if I wanted to look to the left I had to get out you know look to the left I couldn't even turn my head in that freaking thing well if if we wanted to like you know drive around the world I think a Lamborghini was a proper choice it may be like a phantom or something that might have been a little bit more comfortable. No, but, um, I, I would. I would. Next time I do it, I'm going to do it in a, in a station wagon. <laughs> you know, something with room. The, the, that was ridiculous. I mean, if your back hurt, what are you going to do? Ooh, the my thing back is, hurts. Though, I think the thing about doing a gumball rally is. Uh, the fact that you're like speeding like side by side with like an Enzo and a Murcielago, yeah, so, you know, like so if next, you're in a station wagon, you're just going to be driving on the shoulder. No, because, because <laughs> now I'm building for the next one I'm doing. I'm building a M5, uh, an M5 wagon. You know, I'm taking an M5 engine and putting it in a station wagon, so I'll be blowing everybody away. And oh, I even thought know. you meant like a Wally wagon. No, not like that. <laughs> 
Like when, not not the, with not the fake wooden panels on the n- side. Not the family cruiser, no. Yeah, like no, the, I mean, a legit, a, a legit I thought you wagon. Were to take a family station wagon. No, I mean a BMW wagon. So basically, we started in London. We drove through France. Through, I don't remember that. <laughs> through Belgium, through uh, Germany, then to Austria. And we're still driving. Like we didn't even reach a checkpoint but, but, but yet. But you like, got to let them know that we went to Brussels for no apparent reason. Yeah. We, we got Tic Tacs. Yeah, and then so we went to Brussels. Well, I'll, I'll say where we all went, and then okay, uh, yeah, go ahead. Then we went to uh, Hungary, Budapest, where we actually stayed, and then from there we drove to Serbia, put the uh, car on an airplane that took us to Thailand, Phuket, which I call fuck it. Phuket. Yeah, and then um, we drove up to Bangkok, which is like the farthest drive ever. Then we put the cars back on a flight, stopped in Alaska for uh, gas, and then um, then Salt Lake, and then Salt Lake to Vegas, Vegas to L.A., and now we just got here. So uh, I'm going to sum up the official uh, drive one by one, but uh, I need to get my head together right now. So uh, let's listen to... Some CKY dressed in decay, and then uh, I'll tell you about our trip around the world. So uh, let's hear it. This is Radio Bam Series 28 Faction.
Soap Man. Say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. Can I talk? Yeah, what's up, everyone? I didn't know you were recording this shit. <laughs> I had no clue. It's on. It's on the radio channel now. Nah. Yeah. Fucking kidding me. You can't say that. I'm sorry. Serious 28 fashion. So that was CKY dressed in decay, and uh, once again we took the gumball around the world in Lamborghini in eight days. So uh, how do I start this? All right. So we arrive in London, and it's five in the morning. And and, uh, uh, and just so you know, um, uh, like Euro rich guys uh, won't go anywhere unless there's uh, like it's a party. Like if you're like, hey man, we're going to eat it out back. Nah, nah, I'm good. No, no, it's it's DJ Outback. Fuck yeah, man. I know. You know and then they're there. So uh, immediately I get there and it's... And I can't believe that I actually went to the bathroom and I was taking a piss with my dick out and there was a guy next to me dancing with his dick out. And there's a point in time when you just stop it. You know, you're just like, fucking stop. Dude, if you, like, walk around London, you'll see, like... If there's ever a flyer stuck to a wall, it always says, Oh yeah, and the fattest DJ's here. Like, it, it always needs to say that there's a DJ at the party. You can't just say, like, Come to Bam's party. It has to be like, Come to Bam's party. Oh yeah, with DJ as well. It, we were like, in Phu it, Eventually we got to Phuket, and, and on the flyer it said, And, and uh, head to the party tonight, and we're going to uh, rage out to the relaxing sounds of a DJ. It was, it, it was a bongo drum and a little kid playing, like, you know, seashells. Oh, they didn't yeah, have a DJ. DJ. There was, they no. just wanted you, all the people to show up because no one will show up to a party if there's no DJ if you're a Euro yeah, dude. Yeah, if you're a Euro dude, you can't. It's like your friends will make fun if you go to a party without a DJ. And the entire gumball was basically Euro dudes. Rich, and Euro, rich Euros. Five Americans, and there's a Saudi Arabian in there somewhere. And, uh, yeah. It was pretty but, much uh, us, and then a bunch of... So, we get off the flight at 5 in the morning. There's already a camera just filming us as soon as we got off the plane, like, right off the bat. And then, uh... No, you, you forgot the whole important part of me, um, actually having to get you on the plane. Just so you guys realize, <laughs> I went on this trip thinking it was, uh, you know, like, I've, I've done these before. But I never actually had to do one and babysit at the same time, so it was a new experience to me. So um, getting on the flight was an experience in itself, just leaving Philadelphia and going to L.A. because Bam's sitting there going, I can't fall asleep. I'm like, well, I, here, here's my sleeping pill. Here, take it. To 12 seconds go by. I can't feel it. I need another. And now he's so drunk, he's standing up. We're like, the plane's taking off. Everybody's yelling at me. They're telling me to take care of him. Like, he's all of a sudden my, my infant. You know, all of a sudden, you know, I gave birth. I don't even remember, I don't remember it, but I did. And, and they're like, well, you're going to have to calm down. I'm like, I'm trying. Dude, I'm, I'm popping him full of pills. And he's like, it's not going to work. I'm like, give it a minute, dude. It's going to work. Here's the time frame. Here, take the sleeping pill. All right, fine. One, two. Three. It's not working. <laughs> it's not working. And he's drunk on red wine, so he's slur, and he sounds like you know total idiot. The people behind me are scared as hell. The person in front of us is an old man with his son. His son is like eight and loving it all. So now he hates us because we're completely a bad influence to his eight-year-old son. So I'm just—they're all looking at me like like there's a leash connected to my hand and his neck. Like it's my fault. So I'm just like, just shut the hell up. Eventually, I took his head because he was fighting it. I'm like, you, you're you're. One eye is closed. You're tired. Fall asleep. I don't need an eye. I don't need an eye. So I <laughs> physically put a pillow on the side of his head and rested it down. And right then, three, two, one. <laughs> he 
actually breathed in the entire flight. I've never heard that sound continue that long. So I didn't sleep at all. I went through six bottles of wine and I was wound up like a top. I was, you know, I was and meeting that, new friends. And the kid, the kid's like, Dad, it looks like those guys have fun and they look cool. I want to be just like, no, son, you do not want to be like them. No, they are not cool. No, they're drunken idiots. <laughs> Jesus. I don't remember them saying that. I think that was when you were asleep, but I'm sure he was so thinking it. I thought, I thought that we were going right to the hotel to get some sleep because, mm. you know, we just flew from Philadelphia. No. We had like 19,000 interviews to do at MTV. I don't remember uh, one of them. Because <laughs> you... You, was, you kept sipping on red wine. I, couldn't I drank. I, I got off the flight and I went to the radio interviews, and that, that was by the time I was on my sixth bottle of wine. And uh, yeah, I, I probably probably didn't win any new friends over there. Honestly, we we probably powered out uh, seven TV interviews. We did an entire special. They never even told us that we were going to do this. Like we just wound up at MTV for the entire day. So, by, uh, by the third interview, I had realized at that point that I had a pee stain in my jeans, and I just had to like just play it off the whole thing. <laughs> Is that I why you laughed? Yeah. You just got up and left. I'm like, where did you go? Dude? I, had, I had peed myself. You just at walked one point. across the street to go to the bar. I went to the bar and left I, me alone doing the. I went to the bar, grabbed more wine, and accidentally spilled some wine on my crotch. That was <laughs> that was my that was my new front I was going with. Oops, Ooh, I'm red wine. Ooh, look at that. Why does it smell like urine? Uh, 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 cheap not wine. urine, I swear it's uh, red wine. Look, because it's red. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, eventually I shit myself, so that superseded that story, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> so, uh, so then there was a, um, when, when all the, when, when the uh, cars were in the garage, we were pulling them out to get ready to uh, leave the race. It was at Trafal Trafalgar Square or something. I don't it's know. the place right where Big Ben is. That's where the race started, and, uh, there was all the fans there and stuff, and there was like this one fan that looked exactly like me. That it was scary, he like ugly son of a bitch. He he found my exact clothes, like size for size, like made sure his goatee was exactly like mine. He had same tattoos as me, and he's like, "Let me take a photo of your ribs because I don't have that tattoo one yet." Like it was pretty scary. And then he was following me up and down the. Uh, parking garage because I was looking for my car and I was looking for you guys and he was like two feet away from me following me I was like actually claustrophobic I know that sounds weird but I'm like dude you're making me claustrophobic by following me two feet away up and down stairs and I don't even know what level I'm going to like that was pretty scary yeah, and when you got up to me you were running full speed sweating going hurry and I didn't know which person to follow you know, I was I actually chased after that little cat for like three miles down an alleyway, realizing it wasn't even you. Man, you know, it sucks when you have to like run from like people that want your autograph and stuff. Like you officially have to sprint down the road and cut a left into an alley that you've never been in. You know, I, I wouldn't know Just what that feels to like. Get anywhere. It's usually me being dropped into a, into an area and then everybody else running out of the way. It's like dropping like a little dab of oil in the middle of vinegar, and you know they all scare me. So Bad analogy, so, shut up. We, di we didn't even start the race yet. We didn't even have the cars parked in the road ready to race. And I already scratched the rim pulling out of the parking garage. I'm like, so I just hear, I'm like, that's awesome. And I look out and the whole fucking purple rim is just completely scratched. I'm like, I haven't even made it a half of a kilometer yet. And I 
already scratched them. Dude, those London roads are so tiny, like, you really have to... Let, let me explain the severity of the situation to everybody who's listening. Uh, Bam is uh, the most extreme case of bipolar. He's like, he's like a, a light switch. So he's either, um, I'm going to kill myself or, uh, I'm going to kill myself, and you don't know which way he's, he's spreading. So um, when that happened, it sent him to a world of anger that uh, I couldn't calm him down from. So th um, as a passenger trying to start a, uh, you know, high-energy, hoopla, happy uh, race, when that happens from the get-go, it's pretty much pissing on my birthday cake. So I had to calm him down for the first 10 hours of the drive. Yeah, like, dude, it's the gumball. Rims are going to get scratched. Key cars are going to get keyed. Cars are going to get messed up. I told you we everything didn't even from begin the beginning. The ra race. Like, I you're, you're going to just have to let it go and accept the fact that... that I, I said, look at your car right now. You'll never see it like this again. Deal with it. Dude, say goodbye to your paint job and your wheels. Just deal with it now. And apparently didn't listen to that because every single scratch. So when the race starts, so when the race starts, the first turn, Dan's like, you really do, uh, you, you do realize that we are in England and you're driving on the wrong side of the road. I'm like, oh shit! And I just like, no, you, did, you did that three times in three different countries. And when we're in Thailand, you're like, dude, you're on, you're yelling at me. You're like, you're on the side, you're wrong side of the road. I'm like. Trust me, Fruit Loop, you've been drunk for seven days. I know what side of the road I'm supposed to be on. You're the one who's been driving. Literally, literally every time you got to a, a city or a country, you'd go immediately to the wrong side. You just had your your, your bearings were all cross-threaded. Well, it's so fucked because it's like England, you drive on the wrong side of the road. But France, you drive on the right side of the road. Austria, yeah, yeah, you drive on the right side of the road, but your steering wheel's on the other side. Like, And then when you get to Thailand, you're back on the wrong side yeah, of the road. Yeah, but a normal like, person would so look at the headlights right in front of them, aiming towards them, and not assume that person's drunk. They'd be like, oh, I'm in another country. I'm supposed to go to the other side of the road. Yeah, but look at this asshole drove. You're an idiot. You're in Brussels, man. Go to the other side. No, it's usually when, like... There's no cars on the road and you're not really paying attention and then as soon as you like look down the way on the on the road like a half a kilometer down you're just like that dude's on the no I'm on the wrong side of the road. Well, no worries, we made it through anyway. So um straight off the bat, uh I give my car to shit goose to uh drive to New York to get put on the boat to go to London to start the race, and you know that asswipe wouldn't stop to get gas because, you know, well, should I spend $40 of my own money to fill up somebody else's tank? So Damn. I get the thing dead empty, thanks to Shit Goose. I could barely even start the car, and uh, and we coasted to, we literally coasted to a, uh, a gas station. And, like, usually when the gas light's on, that's bad enough, but it started blinking engine, and it said, you have no more than five kilometers to get to a gas station, and we're just like praying that we're gonna make it in there. And uh, I, I just want to let you know real quick that you just blame that on 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 a G. All right, well I'm just letting you know. Um, I'm sure it was G's fault because he is a stingy piece of shit and didn't fill it up with gas. But even if it did, even if he did fill it up with gas, they during the flight they have to take the gas back out of the car. And, and Bam didn't realize this. Three flights. The car had to go on, and after each of those flights, again three, three of them, he didn't catch on. After three of them, that uh, they have to take the goddamn gas out of the car every time we picked up the car. He's like, "There's no gas in this." Bam! Once again, they have to take the gas oh, out of the, the car for the flight. Oh, the gas is the least of my worries, dude. My, they ruined my car. I'll get to that in a minute, but mm -hmm. uh, play some music. Well, I, I, want, I just want to get get out of London. Oh, okay. And then yeah. we'll play some music. Ooh, that was a long flight. <laughs> 
Dude, this has been like the longest eight days ever. So, Long no drive. gas. We actually get some gas, but the engine light's on for the rest of the entire Europe trip. So, uh, I'm like, the engine light's on. Uh, should I keep driving or just hope that it's uh, empty? It actually is going... It was sputtering. Like... The, the Lamborghini was actually sputtering. That's when you know and, that you really do only have five miles left and, or less. And I was dying laughing, and unfortunately, Ben was not sharing my enthusiasm in the situation. So now we get to the Channel Tunnel, and these French dudes, I don't know if it was French or they English. Were, they were French. Yeah, they were such fucking dickheads that, uh, like, they were giving everybody such a hard time getting into France with all, uh, all of our cars. And um, because my car is from... America, you only need a license plate on the back, and that's it. But they demanded that everybody needs to have one on the front and one on the back. And I'm like, well, how the fuck Jesus. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? And uh, that was shit goose right there. You have to put the, the gas. It wasn't me. You have to put the gas empty when you put it on the seat. Oh, he wanted to defend himself so bad, but I'm not even going to answer the phone. <laughs> He's gonna call my phone next. I called him a stingy bastard. So, um, so I grab duct tape and I just start drawing with a marker. And I I made a license plate out of duct tape and taped it to the front. And by the time I was tenth in line to get onto the channel tunnel, and I actually made it in the nick of time without them seeing me do that. No, they, no, they, they they looked at it. What my my problem with the whole situation was they were so adamant about not letting us through the tunnel without a front license plate. Like, no, no, you can't go through. Like, you're gonna you're gonna die right here. We're actually gonna shoot you with no front license plate. You you, you we get to rape your family. But if you just put duct tape on the front and have a sharpie, like, that that'll do. Like, well, you can be so adamant about something, and you can fix it, with, you know, with basic, you know, MacGyver style. I don't understand why they're so serious about it. So, finally, we get, uh, you know, to the other side. We get to France. Then we, uh, they give us these co-pilot things, which is a navigation thing. And, uh, and they never gave us a car charger. So, the car, the phone died instantly. So, we didn't know where to exactly go. And and I it says Brussels in the thing, but if you actually look at a map, we needed to go to a place called Tournai. So we drove to Brussels, and we were supposed to go to Tournai. So, so if you look, actually, at, look at a map right now. Look please. at a map and and look at Tournai and see how out of the way we went. There's a hundred people looking at a map right now, shaking their head, and going, <laughs> "What friggin' idiots!" So, uh, which was the um, Queen's house in Tournai, Ugh. and. I bet you the entire country of Belgium hates the Queen because that town is so ghetto and in the center of town is her nice fancy castle with a fucking moat. It was the most beautiful castle ever and then as soon as you leave the castle it's just ghetto dirty shit bags like digging in the dumpster I, I, for a peach pit. I was on I was so angry. You know, like first of all, you're so arrogant that they shut down the road for million dollar cars to come through and 120 of them that and we drive through basically just the most decrepit, you know, rubbing two pennies together uh, to make a living type of area only to get to a gate, a moat and basically, if they just got rid of the drapes in this castle, they could probably pay everybody a good salary for you know a couple years in that whole town. But the whole town is just sitting there going, 
Oh, look when the cars come and get to see this fucking castle that pissed me off, the stupid goddamn bitch. He's like, give some money to somebody else, man. It's like... Lower it's like, the taxes for Pete's sake. You can go without vacuuming your castle for a friggin' week. It's like a step down from Saddam Hussein. Yeah, like, like, he would just have palaces all over Saudi Arabia and everybody else is just yeah, like I'm, I'm, so hurting to find a dime I'm on just, the side yeah, of the road. I'm just picturing every once in a while, you know, like the little kid will come all the way up to the gate from, you know, like the, the maybe like the... You know, Queen's you know son will come all the way up to the gate, pass the moat, and then get up to the beggars and just toss them a kernel of corn, and then walk back and you know you know play with this fancy technology. And the best part about it all is we when we drove to Brussels, we realized that wasn't the right place where we had to go, so we just kept driving at 150 top speed. Then we're back in France somehow. I'm like, holy fuck, we're in France again. So I instantly turn around right when I notice that we're not in Belgium anymore. And we're at we're at the French border, and they won't let us into Belgium. I'm we like, were, you we don't were, understand. We have been in Belgium for five hours. We were in France I for just, a nanosecond. We just turned around. He's like, well, let me see your license, and I show it. They're like, you need an international license. I'm like, how the fuck do you get an international license? Like, I have a legit driver's license from Pennsylvania, and I'm in a Lamborghini, and I believe me, I know how to drive. I don't need to come to fucking Belgium to take a test, a, a, like a new test on how to drive a car and, so, and again we literally got to the we exited the country and turned around at the border patrol we and, turned around and, and they like, wouldn't let us back in and if, if if you know like most people from france they refuse to like learn english so like uh i'm like trying to talk slow i was like listen we have been in belgium for five hours already i made a u-turn as soon as I got back into France, and now you're telling me that I can't get into Belgium? What the fuck is that? Like, so there I, had, so I ended up getting anally raped just so we can get a purple Lamborghini across the border, and then we ended up continuing on with the race, and I don't want to talk about that. So uh, then we're going to get to uh, driving through Germany and um, all of our speeding tickets and how fast we are going because we have plenty of them. But for right now, I want to hear Towers of London. And this song is called How Rude She Was, and it rocks. So let's hear it. This is Radio Bam. Here's 28 Faction Gumball Special. Population News. Lost 
we're going hot right now. Oh, oh, stop. your life. That's what we found in Don Vito's ass. This is Radio Bam, baby. On Faction 28. So, uh, this, this is the Gumball Special. And we drove around the world in eight days, and uh, now we're on day number two, which uh, we drove straight through the night, no stops for about 24 hours. Um, I think Dunn's taking a minging ass shit right now, by the way, so he stepped out. So uh, we sped through uh, Austria and Germany at probably an average speed of 150, and. Um, Dunn actually clocked the Lambo at 167, and that's when we got our first ticket. <laughs> like, we didn't get a ticket at 100 or like 90 or, you know, like, no, 167 miles per hour. Like, if we got caught in Pennsylvania going that fast, they would just take us straight to jail and just be like, you're a fucking retard. <laughs> like, no one goes that fast. That's just like risking everyone's lives. <laughs> So, uh, so Dunn had to pay like $300 in cash to, uh, let us keep driving and not deal with any bullshit. So, uh, then I took over because he was nervous because he didn't want to get another one. So then I get pulled over going 150 about two hours later. <laughs> and then I, then I only had to pay off. That was only a $250 ticket. Then, um, then in, in Hungary, um, they pulled us over. I'm like, I wasn't even fucking speeding this time. I was going like five miles over the speed limit. I was actually watching. They're like, we didn't pull you over for speeding. Do you have a, uh, an H sticker on the corner of your car? I'm like, what the fuck is an H sticker on the corner of your car? They're like, you need to buy a sticker at a gas station for uh, $200 um, if you want to drive in Hungary. I'm like, who the fuck made this rule up? So... I had to give him $200 in cash, and then he put an H sticker on the corner of my car. I think it's just total bullshit. They know that gumballers were driving through, and they wanted to make some money, so they just made that little stupid rule up real quick. And uh, so then we uh, stopped in Vienna, Austria, and I was so thankful that we were done. I'm like, oh, man, thank God we're actually here and we could rest now. They're like, what are you talking about? This isn't our destination. We have to make it to Budapest. I'm like, they're like, this is just a pit stop, dude. I'm like, what? So then we had to drive all the way to Budapest, and I'm like delirious at this point. And, uh, and the crowd was so hectic. Would you have a foot of turd hanging out of your ass or something? No. You get a turd caught sideways, and you're like, shit. I can't shit for another week. I'm so backed up. I'm, I'm, I'm constipated from the drive. So, um, I, I was telling him about the, uh, the ticket that you got going 167. Is that how fast it was? Yeah. But I paid him off, so it didn't. It, it, that was actually the cheapest ticket I ever got. It's like, well, try and give him a, like, just give him some money. I'm like, uh, well, here's it. And I'm just, I, I brought like a bunch of cash with me because I knew we'd get into this. So, uh, so I just grabbed all, a big wad of cash and, and I just handed him like, it turned out to be like 300 or something. And uh, I gave it to him and he said, fine. It was, it was like the cheapest ticket. If I got that ticket in America, I would have oh, been hit be with a cat. Nine, yeah. They would have hit me with a cat nine tail and you'd have a revoked license like i have one already <laughs> so um so vienna was so hectic when we pulled in the crowd was so big that uh i actually got my car got all scratched up a little bit just because uh the um just because the police weren't doing a proper job of having kids get the fuck away from the car so where like, at in vienna that's when i was just that's when i said to you i'm like 
that was so hectic. I hope I never see that again. And you're like, see that again? You're going to be seeing it in two hours in Budapest. I'm like, if the crowd in Budapest is (laughs) worse than the one in Vienna, then I'll jump off the bridge in Budapest into the river. Which, uh... Which when I, uh, coincidentally when I, happened because the guy's a friggin' moron. When hey, I woke best up, friend Bam, he doesn't have a brain. When I woke up, Dunn's like, "Hey, remember how you said you were gonna jump off that bridge in uh, Budapest if uh, it was crazier than Vienna? <laughs> Look out the window." The minute I open up the window, I almost get hit by fireworks because people are celebrating so hard. It it was such a celebration outside that a Roman candle flew past your head no more than seven inches from your eyeball. It it was like, oh, you thought that was bad? I'm like, look at this. It was a damn festival. So that's when I I jumped off the uh, Budapest Bridge. And if you actually uh, just go to Google and hit Budapest and then hit Images... You'll probably see the river and how fucking brown and filthy it is. I think when I actually jumped off, I was staring at a turd floating down the water, and and I was like five feet away from landing on it. And when you got out, you smelled better than before you had jumped in. So I was actually like, you know what? You know, after like four more days, like, can we go back to Brussels and have you take a swim in that lake again, in that river again? Because uh, it was a step up from this. So, so when we actually got out of Hungary. we sped all the way to Serbia, which was probably the coolest drive uh, mm-hmm. ever, because when we got to Serbia, they were so happy that there was actually something going on in Serbia that when I would be going 150 miles an hour down the road, I'd look to the right and I'd be like, shit, cop! And, you know, the cop would just open up the door and he'd put his thumbs up and then he would, like... Wave us along. Wave us, like, go ahead, like, go faster. Let me tell, let me tell this real quick. We're hauling ass through Serbia, hauling ass. And um, nobody's working. They're all on the street. They're all on the overpasses. Everybody is out of the house watching this. And uh, after about an hour and, like, probably 25 cops waving us along, bam, we've been driving for so long, we haven't got any sleep. Still, on, like, the 25th cop, bam's like, is that a cop? I'm like... Dude, the last cop actually, you know, mooned us and, you know, asked us to rape him so we can go faster. Like, don't worry about the cops. And then it gets worse. Another another prime example of bad, you know, uh, bad, you know, government. They actually um, had the toll booths in Serbia, and uh, they actually designated one toll booth uh, area for for the gumballers, which they opened up the gate and let us haul ass through. So as we're <laughs> cruising up to the toll booths, we were going... 150 miles an hour watching the cops fly us past cruising past in a very expensive car with many other expensive cars in front and behind us and you look to the right and they're still stopping the locals who are driving around in a wheel with like a blender engine in it that they just built because they make $10 a year they still have to stop and pay the toll but the stupid freaking the stupid Brits and the Americans in million dollar cars don't have to pay at all so explain to me how fucked up a government has to be to not charge us but still charge the locals who make the living off of two onions a day there's they, they, phantoms, that's what they sell a day. Ferraris, Lamborghinis, McLaren speeding through and we could easily chuck the two bucks at the yeah. toll booth, but they let us go, They're, and they made like, we, we, shitty we Hugo's with donut tires. Yeah. Like we cruised, we cruised through one toll, doing 150 miles an hour in like a $250,000 car with a million-dollar car in front of us, and there was a kid and a radio flyer being drugged by a dog through the toll booth to the right of us. He had to pay. What the was, dog had to pay, too. What was the million-dollar car that was in front of us? Uh, well, I don't know if it's a million-dollar Phantom. But that one wrecked quite That quite one wrecked in Serbia. The uh, whole engine is history. Ripped the front end and back end off. Yeah, like, 
if you look at the car, you'd probably think that the dudes died, but they were actually, like, totally all right, and they were laughing about how their million-dollar car was wrecked, and then they hopped in, like, just some other random Ferrari and, and got they, to the next destination. And ordered another fan and was waiting for him in Salt Lake. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So if, if you're if you're having a, if you have a phantom though, like you could obviously get another one. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily. It's a million dollars. Yeah. You don't you don't necessarily. Well, yeah. Probably. I mean, I guess it's a big deal for everybody to to wreck one. But I mean, if you're if you're driving around in a phantom, obviously, and you're entering to do the gumball, obviously, you don't give a fuck if it's going to get wrecked. That, that because, was filmed actually. I think if you go to gumball.com, you can actually see footage of that, and you actually can see footage of a story we're going to be talking about in a little bit. So while you're listening to music and, and raging out to the the radio show, get on uh, gumball3000.com and you can watch some footage of it. Yeah, and you could actually. Uh, I don't know if you still can, but you. You could actually... Oh, we'll, we'll get to that story when we get to Thailand. You but, okay? Um, we're only on day three here, so we <laughs> yeah, have three man. more days to go. <laughs> and only how long? So, oh yeah. And every time we'd pass a bridge in Serbia, there would be a crowd of a hundred, like, cheering us on. And I'm not talking Serbia, like, as as the city of Belgrade. I'm talking about the whole country of Serbia was out watching this. Like, whatever the population of Serbia is... They watched us. They watched us. It's now a holiday. Like, ten years from now, they're like, you know, it's still celebrating the day the cars came, you know? <laughs> and, like, kids will be listening to their parents. I was there. I saw it. It's not a myth. <laughs> I was there. It's not a myth. Yes, I swear. From now on, I would ever translate. If you Serbian, translate for me the day the cars came. Dad, what's the celebration today? How come everybody's cheers and it's oh. only May 3rd? No, it's not just a random May 3rd, son. It's the day the cars came. And then another guy from the side comes up, posts his head, and I was there. <laughs> I saw it. It's not a myth. <laughs> so when we, we sped through Serbia, then we get to the town of Belgrade, and um, I made a wrong turn um, for, for the checkpoint. And Go these, figure. These shady, shady Russian mafia dudes. Had a bit, yeah, they, like they, they were probably... 20 years old driving like, driving a, a, a very very expensive car now you have to understand there's there's infants they still have umbilical cords connected to them and they're washing our windows all right and then all of a sudden a three hundred thousand dollar car pulls in front of you there's holes in buildings from post-war you well, know it was a brabus like lunchbox mercedes yeah, it was like a brabus totally mercedes. decked out and they just pull up with these leather jackets and like what did you miss the uh, exit for the checkpoint i'm like yeah they're like follow us so I'm like, all right, I guess I'll follow them. And then they I proceeded to be very scared. They put their hazards on, and then they start driving on the wrong side of the highway as cars are swerving out from the left and the right, and I'm behind them. I'm like... We're, do we're doing 80. We're not doing like five. We're doing 80. On the wrong side of the highway because there was too much traffic on our side. Cars are like... And you see smoke coming from tires getting out of the way. I, I was like terrified in the beginning... But uh, I just looked at you, and I was just like, well, they obviously run the city, so let's just go along with it. So when we uh, drive like two miles down the highway, then we get pulled over by a cop who literally wants to murder us and take us to jail. But the uh, mafia dudes were explaining to the guy that I had to get my car on an airplane to Thailand in 20 minutes, and if I didn't make it, then the car was going to be left here. So the more that we sit here and keep arguing, the more that I'm going to be sticking around Belgrade with a Lamborghini when it could be in Thailand and you won't have to deal with us anymore. And the guy couldn't speak a lick of English, so the, the Russian dude was pretty much the uh, translator, and he's like, look... He just says, promise him you'll never do that again, and get the fuck out of here. I'm like, 
yes, I, I promise I'll never do that. Yes, I'll, I'll get out of here right now. So, And after all this seriousness, you're all like wound up like a top, and then you leave. And then um, I, I wish you were watching this right now so I can explain to you how they wave in Serbian. Um, after you leave there, you see people waving at you, and they don't wave with their hand back and forth. They wave with their hand up and down, you know, like they're like they're flaming out, like they're, they're blowing out a, a fire, you know. So you see a thousand people doing that, and you have to realize this is the most ridiculous position I could ever be in. We almost went to jail and got raped, but these people are waving like this. And I wish you could see what I'm doing right now. So um, so we actually get the car on the airplane, and uh, that's where I had to uh, give my keys away to a guy who was putting it on the airplane. And by the way, the car was running perfectly good. And then when we arrive in Thailand, it's covered in white shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was like, it was covered in white shit. There was no reverse. First gear didn't even work. The gas gauge was always on full, even if it was on dead empty. And, uh, and, uh, what else was wrong with it? It, 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 it the whole car the whole was fucked when it got to Thailand. Ran. And, um, the clutch was blown. The thing, you could smell like clutch so bad oh. as soon as you started up. Like, it was like, oh my god, it smelled like an anchovy's asshole. And you're just like, get me out of here. And, and, and it's hot. It's 110 degrees, for God's sakes. And you're inside of this car, and now you gotta go get gas that's, you know, basically just, you know, oil and rice. It barely even runs on that. Yeah, what was the highest grade in Thailand? It was, it was seven. Like <laughs> seven. Seven octane. Seven octane. octane. <laughs> it, 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 you actually shoot dirt out the back of your car when you put when you put when you put the gas in your car. Yeah, and uh, that wasn't Serbia. In Thailand, that was the gas. Yeah, Thailand gas is basically chunks of dog shit. So now I'm like with praying, some oil in praying it. to get from uh, Phuket to Bangkok, which is probably the longest drive in the in entire world. And I have a fucked up car now, thanks to somebody else. Like, what do I do about that? Like, do I just eat the cost and have it get it paid for? Or I know what you did about it. The, you the, yelled a lot to me. Yeah, but the the dude, um, I forget his name, but he actually went on the cargo plane and he had uh, he showed me photos today. The Dirty of the Sanchez cameraman. Yeah, they have photos of the Lamborghini completely smoking like on, on the airplane like somebody just did a donut with it and they have like five different photos and of it. And if anybody knows anything about a Gallardo uh, uh, Lamborghini it's all wheel drive and if anybody knows anything about cars you can't do donuts in all wheel drive cars so I'm sure they tried it and then put it in reverse tried it in reverse and blew out the clutch. So now I need a new clutch when I already got a new clutch and uh, I don't even have 6,000 miles on the fucking car and each time I replace it it's six grand. It's getting pretty annoying. You want me to tickle you? God damn. So, like, the Thailand trip was just, like, agony. We couldn't even listen to music the whole time. It was just us listening to the engine, just hoping that everything was going all right. That's a sad story. <laughs> What's that? What's that, Will? That's, just... a, that's a sad story. Why? When I arrived in Thailand, yeah. my Lamborghini was covered with oh, dust. Oh, poor little guy. <laughs> oh, Ryan and Ben were stuck in Thailand driving a Lamborghini. Oh, man, must be rough. All I have to deal with today is making a living and paying for my children. But these assholes get to go to goddamn Thailand and a purple Lamborghini. I was so mad because my rims on my Lamborghini were scratched. And I was yelling, oh my like God. Now I have to get a paint job on my, my Lamborghini. All my money stretched out the pockets in my new jeans. <laughs> Jesus Damn, Christ, why I hate you so myself. mad? I'm fucking pissed because my fucking... 
Pants. Yeah, you don't know how tough it is, man. You know how tough it is to try to fit $500,000 in your fucking yeah. pocket? Man, you, you look like an idiot. You look like you weigh yeah. 10 more pounds, man. I'm fucking pissed today. My job is tough. You didn't have $500,000 on you. I certainly hope not, you pretentious prick. Uh, no. Uh, no, no. It's like, oh, man, I got a tough life. I got to wake up and people are doing stuff for me and I got to come up with more things for them to do for me. It's tough, man. Jesus. So, um... Uh, so, of course, if, if you've ever been to Bangkok, or if you're going to go to Bangkok, cancel your flight, because that is the shit, shittiest shithole city, like, built so wrong. There was stop-dead traffic at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. <laughs> and we actually broke... The, like, they have... If you go to the airport in Bangkok, you won't be able to get there, because there's 10 highways going directly parallel... To the, the airport, so there, there's like ten different levels, and we had to keep turning around, and it was six miles each time we had to turn around to figure out which actual parallel highway we had to take to get to the airport, and you know, like the, the, I mean, picture, it, uh, no lie, the size of Bangkok is four times the size of New York City, no street names, and it all smells. It, the whole the whole town. I mean, driving in. I'm sorry if you're you know you know you're from Thailand. I know what Thailand but, smells like. But it, it, Thailand smells. It smells like shit and fish oil shampooed into a hen. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, what it smells good, like. Pretty good de depiction. And <laughs> at this point, I was still smelling out the window because it was better than Bam's freaking body. But yeah, so then that smell combined with four times the size of New York City and um, no street lights, no no, no nothing. Oh, we got Rooftop on the phone right now. Let's patch him in. Yo, talk. Yeah, yo. Yo. Where are you at? Fuck, fuck Bangkok. I'm in the car. I stole a fucking Jeep. <laughs> what Jeep? The Did Jeep you guys drive it? Well, let me sell up. Rooftop is a uh, professional biker. Everybody he, knows. He actually went on the gumball with us, so he's going to tell us about... Um, Thailand and how we were broken down on the side of the road that, and that was like intro on Burt Reynolds. It's rooftop, dude. <laughs> you, you, you stole the Jeep that you guys were in? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, I need a car, so Tony's gonna fucking pull some shenanigans and I just took off and see how long. Should you be people. saying this on the radio right now? I, I mean, thought I didn't that. Feel shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude I mean, this is live, man. You oh. just admit that you stole a Jeep. You, I thought um, it's under contract that they have to destroy the Jeep. For, yeah, fuck that. Uh, i destroy it first. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you just, like, like pop all the tires and, and send them a photo, and then you could just replace the tires, and then you could keep the car. Dude. Yeah, you know, for being so lazy, stealing a car is pretty impressive. You moved up and admitted to me when we were when we were broke back in it in a, in, in a hotel pool that he was so lazy he wouldn't clean his house if there was a beehive in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, t so uh, what did you see when um, you pulled up in Thailand and uh, we were in the ghetto waiting for you guys because we were broken down at a little bar hut? So after uh, we drive like fucking five hours trying to find these two assholes because they decide to pick the fucking most obscure place on the planet to break down, we're fucking pissed. We walk, we, we park, we find this fucking stupid ass purple Lamborghini, covered in piss by the way. Uh, <laughs> we, we, I, walked oh, yeah, I, I pissed all over it because it let me down because you know how annoying it is not having reverse driving across the world <laughs> so, so I show up Dunn's just sitting there shaking his head in fucking disgust with Bam again and Bam is pissed fuck drunk eating up some noodles I'm like, and we're starving because we haven't eaten anything I'm like Bam let me have some noodles 
and there's like a fucking three foot long centipede in there, and I'm thinking, oh, all right, I guess I'll just eat some. I take like three bites, and then he goes, yeah, we just picked that up the ground and put it in the fucking soup. <laughs> but that was what everybody was eating. I had I had I had crickets stuck in my teeth at that point. We were stuck, oh, dude. You don't understand. I know you guys had to drive like five hours to find us, but we caused a traffic jam in the ghetto of northern Thailand with a purple Lamborghini. Walked down the street, ended up in a blue tarp covering people on the side of the road. People that didn't speak our language, by the way. They ended up giving us beer. I was eating crickets with them. I was completely lost. And I seasoned just, crickets, yeah. old like old bay seasoning yeah. or something. And then like, I, at that point, I was like, they this were. Is the this is the most ridiculous thing I could ever be involved in. So I called my brother in Cleveland, Ohio, and said, you're not going to believe what I'm going through right now. And because of crazy technology these days, my brother Eric just gets on the computer. He's like, oh, th oh, this is where you are right now. And he was able to tell where we were in northern Thailand so you guys could find us. Because we had yeah, Bluetooth was... in the car. Yeah, because we had the Bluetooth satellite thing. So he's like, oh, I can see right where you are. Yeah, and you're on route so-and-so, and, -so and uh, you're pretty close to the airport. And we're like, what the fuck? I'm in you're Thailand in eating crickets. You're in Cleveland, Ohio. And you figured out how to get Tony Hawk Rooftop and Mike over to find us in northern Thailand. Let me, let me just tell the audience, the people out there listening right now, like, these people weren't, they weren't eating crickets to be, like, Funny. crazy jacket. Like, no, they were eating them because like they, they liked them. Like, they were eating them like they were goddamn Pringles. And then I had to eat them because I didn't want to offend them because they had to give us, you know, you know, beers and we're on the side of the road underneath a tarp. I don't know what's going to happen. You will see it all on the gumball video because I filmed every second of it. They actually have it on gumballfeedtime.com. Didn't this chick get hit by a moped or something? Oh, yes, she did! Ah, we're just sitting there randomly. I look over, and some girl's walking across the street with a bag of goodies. She gets pegged by a by a moped with like nine, like a whole family on it. You know, grandmother, grandfather, whole family. Looked like a circus act. She gets hit by that and flew into the center goalie. Gets up, brushes herself off, and continues to walk. This is where we were. That happens there, dude. Bangkok. Is, oh my like, god! The whole city is just laid out so poor. Like when you could tell when they paved those roads, they just did not think things through. It's deer dude, tracks, but. man. They didn't, they didn't plan that out. They're just like, well, yeah, somebody it, walked down this. Let's just it's keep like, on it's walking a, down it. It's a fucking city, city full of fucking U-turns. I never fucking been stuck for so long. <laughs> yeah, and picture a U-turn with no reverse. We're talking to somebody in Carlsbad trying to tell us how to get to you, and he's like, just go straight. It's like right in front of you. We're like, what the it, fuck are you what? talking about? I just made nineteen U-turns. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, it's a city four times the size of New York City. There's a, a billion and one people there shut down the gas stations at 11 p.m. Yeah. So after oh. 11, you're screwed. Like, the population of Bangkok is probably a little less than a billion, and they decide to shut every gas station down at 11 o'clock at night, and they reopen at 6 in the morning. Ludicrous. And we're, and we're <laughs> fucked actually, for I gas. Bam, I think, I think the actual, uh, how you describe Bangkok was, this proves there's no God. <laughs> no, that's what I said. <laughs> I said, anybody who shows up to church on a Sunday morning, just put them in this position and they can go home and have some cereal. Just and go you know, home and have cereal. And the Dude, thing that proves there's no God, because why the fuck would he make a place like this? <laughs> I, was very, I was in a world of anger. Look at this taxi driver. If he died right now, no one would care. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't say that. I that was said bad. that. You know, you know what really sucks, though? Like... My favorite food ever is Thai food, but I think it's safe to say that Bangkok is the worst city that I've ever been to, and I will never, ever go back. I don't care if they want to give me a million dollars for a demo to go out there to do one. I'll still say no. That's how bad of an experience I had in Bangkok, sitting oh. in jam-packed traffic at 10 at motherfucking night. I'd rather fucking suck on your fucking dunce, creepy-ass <laughs> fucking fingers. 
Ooh, fucking place again. It's not my fault I'm allergic to water, dickhead. Don had a shitty ass the whole time. What? You, you get down in a pool and he fucking turns into a giant fucking 300-year-old raisin. <laughs> you said, I, I got in the pool and I was getting out. And, and Rooftop was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to go get a massage. He's like, look at yourself right now. She's going to start massaging your back. It's like scooping up some, uh, what would you say? <laughs> it's like sticking your thumb in guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to water, everybody, by the way. So when I get in the water, I look like a prune. Yeah, and, uh, and he took a shit right when we left Phuket. And uh, <laughs> I think he forgot to give it an extra wipe no, because I, I looked to the right and he's actually <laughs> leaning like his. I've turned around in the he's seat. He's turned around in the seat. I'm like, what are you doing? He just pulls his pants down. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just wiping his ass and chucking the toilet paper out of the car at like 100 miles per hour. It was so disgusting. We're in, a, we're in a race. There's some things you can, you know, just, you know, categorize as we can do this at another time. And I figured the wipe was something I can handle at speed. So I did it at another time. Oh man, I, I need love to get it. the head to my my head together. So we actually um, get the Lamborghini after it broke down in Bangkok, six miles away from the airport. We park it there, actually get it on the flight, and uh, that's when we fly to Alaska. And I need to take a break and play some motherfucking music because. And Rooftop has to continue with his high speed chase because he's in a stolen car and he just admitted it on national uh, on, on like live television. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I, I, gotta, so, I gotta go anyways. I just got home and I gotta get this fucking beehive out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. This is a mess. Give me a call. <laughs> give me a call in a half hour. Let's go get drunk and do things we might regret. Oh, <laughs> let's do it. I'm gonna get hopped up and make some bad decisions. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Later, brother. Later, All right. Let's get some Within Temptation ready, because that was like one of the only CDs that we had. Uh, like, you cannot get like an American CD in Thailand. Like, nor could you fit it in a Lamborghini if you bought it. If they had a Virgin Mega Store in Thailand, like it would just be filled with like <laughs> Asian like flutes and shit. Like, you cannot get a rock and roll CD in Thailand. So uh, that's why we kept looping this CD, which is Within Temptation, and it's a uh, it's a hot goth band with a girl singer, and the song is called The Dangerous Mind. So let's hear it. This is the Gumball Special Radio Bam Sears 28 Faction.
kids. Strap yourselves in and lace up those shoes because you're listening to Radio Banner on Sirius 28 Faction. So I thought that I could uh, tell about driving across the world in eight days in a one-hour episode, but obviously I can't because I didn't even get to Alaska yet. So obviously we're going to have to have a part two here, and uh, I think it's time to go. But uh, I'm going to leave it with, uh, we left, we uh, landed in Salt Lake, and uh, fuck Mormons. So if you're a Mormon listening, you better be ready to call 877-PORNBAG next week and defend yourself, because your religion sucks. So uh, I'm out of here. Gumball special. Later.
Radio Bam every Monday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Email me now at Radio Bam. Why don't you uh, take a picture of your sweet white ass and send it on over to Radio Bam at Sirius-Radio.com. Call Radio Bam at 877-PORNBAG. That's 877-PORNBAG. Sweet dreams, Peapod. Bye, everybody. See you next week. On Sirius 28 Faction. Later.